0: All right, welcome, welcome into the 117th episode of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast. We are back another week. We get right off the bat. Max is shot out of a cannon, upset with me. He's making some big claims against me about uh, pushing my agenda, which I defend to the maximum. You're going to have to listen, and we're going to talk about the one player that we've talked about probably the most over the last couple of weeks and Christian Watson, as it relates to that. After that, we get into a weekend recap crystal ball. And we also have reports. Wanted to thank you all so much for listening. Follow us on Twitter at dynasty monarchy D Y N A S T Y M O N A R C H Y. Again, thank you for listening. Welcome to the show. Let's go. Why? Hello there, my fellow Kings and Queens. Welcome to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast, where you will learn how to rule over your dynasty league for years to come. Now, allow me to introduce you to your hosts. Here we go, episode 117 of the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast, whoever you may be, however you may be listening, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, we have the guys back again another week, Max and Super Producer down the land i am in new jersey gentlemen we had a couple crazy upsets on monday night football the dolphins are dead they're not winning another game the rest of the year uh the giants and tommy cutlets might make the playoffs i have a bone to pick with tommy cutlets but i'll save that for a time later max before we get into the games i wanted to give you the floor you're really riled up you're spicy today and for the listeners out there, Max is very upset that my fantasy life is going well and his is not. So, Max, if you want to just you know get some stuff off your chest,
1: I don't know, Pete. I wouldn't say things are going right for you. I would say have you gotten lucky? Uh, you scored less points than myself, and you have the number one. You got the num- first uh, first buy, and my Mason sleepers. But you scored West more late. points than you. Three more points. Yep. So you play my schedule and you don't even come close. Um, You're probably in the Waffle House, honestly, if you play one of our schedules. But that's that's neither here nor there. That's not why I'm upset, Peter. I'm upset because I, I truly believe, I truly believe that you use this podcast to push your agenda. And it's, it's getting ridiculous. I was looking at the show doc today and I'm not going to spoil who it is. Um, but your boom of the week is just you're just pushing agenda. I'm going to yeah. give you two pieces of numbers here, Peter, and I want you to tell me which player you'd rather have, okay? Okay. All right, Peter. Would you rather have? Player A scores 8.5 fantasy points per game, averages three catches a game, and his average yards per game is 44.9 yards a game. Okay. This is in his whole career. Player B averages 8.4 fantasy points per game. His average catches per game are 3.8 and his yards per game are
0: Mm 57.1.
1: Which of those players would you rather have, Peter?
0: So they're pretty close, right? So what I would want to know is who is the quarterback, how tall is the receiver, and what's the draft capital? That's how I would know who I want.
1: This is just their overall career here, Pete.
0: Okay, so for the listeners out there, if I am solely to base value off of, select numbers that i am given here and can't take any other numbers and have zero other information i would take the guy that scores more fantasy points but that's not the way that fantasy football works
1: so you take you take player a even though he averages less catches and less yards per game because he scores one point one fantasy point more yes
0: because i'm given no other i'm given no other information because you're limiting my information because you're trying to push an agenda
1: But you would think that they're close, like in value. If I gave you average yards, average catches over their career, everything like that.
0: No, because Josh Dobbs put up similar numbers to, you know, X quarterback over the course of the year. Who would I rather have, Josh Dobbs or Bryce Young? I'd rather have Bryce Young.
1: No, 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 Pete. This is is over their whole career. There's a lot of sample size here. I mean, it's not like a four-game sample size with Josh Dobbs. I mean, if you take out Josh Dobbs' whole career and you face it with Bryce Young, I mean, it's just a completely different story. That's not where we're on the topic here. I just was – I was thinking, I was looking, and I think that Christian Watson, and this is all I'm going to say, because it's, it's getting ridiculous. The listeners hate it. I don't know if there's going to be a jump in here. The two players, player one was Christian Watson, who averages 8.5 fantasy points a game, three whopping catches a game, and 44 yards a game. Player two was Will Fuller. Pete, it's getting bad that you actually think that Christian Watson's good. It's like – and that was just the first person that popped in my head. Like, you think that Christian Watson – Will Fuller. Watson, how old's Will Fuller? It, Peter, it's over the no, – No, no, Peter. no, 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 no. No, I think it's ridiculous. I mean, I think Christian Watson and Will Fuller are the same type of player. They're relying on the deep ball, and they get barely two, three catches a game, and they barely get the yard. So, I don't think – You know Christian what, Max? Watson's maybe happy. this
0: is why you're not in the playoffs in any of the leagues you care about. Because you rely on information like this and you try to base your arguments on stringent facts. When you don't want to look at the whole picture, you just want to look at a couple trees. You don't want to look at the forest.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I look at the the picture of Jordan Love. I mean, I'd rather have Romeo Dobbs, who's half the cost of Christian Watson. He has honestly better numbers per game on a basis. I look at that as well.
2: What is up, Monarchs?
0: Here comes Kramer for all those at home. JFD piping in here on the Christian Watson debate. Here's my thoughts. I would have no problem having Christian Watson be my flex in fantasy. I mean, you know, you can plug him in most weeks, you know, and maybe like a wide receiver three. In no way would I ever bank on him having wide receiver one or two upside. I would bank on him having maybe 10 points a
2: game, maybe throwing a touchdown there. I don't think he's a bad player. I don't think we should be giving him – all this praise though is
0: what i'm saying you know i think so, he's a reliable flex basically what i is what i'm saying and peter I'm values saying... him at
1: top seven pick upside and i just don't see it so i'm just he's bit... worth
0: a first round pick without a I, doubt super producer I, be the voice of reason
1: that's crazy man I, I don't think i'd run a receiver that averages 44 yards and three catches a game as a first round pick personally you have but
0: to use context max i'm just taking the your average brain your brain is not binary
1: no it's his career i'm not even talking about will fuller peter I'm talking about Christian Watson's career. If he doesn't score half those touchdowns, it's a completely different situation. But he has, and he has
0: always scored touchdowns, so you can't look at it like that. It's the
1: same thing with Jameson Williams. The mean will arise, Pete. I think you're pushing your agenda, and I wanted the listeners, I wanted to get ahead of this year so that the listeners know that Pete pushes his agenda on this show.
0: It's not true. Not true, and why would I push an agenda on a player when I can't even trade him right now?
1: Oh, well, you can't say them now, but you'll say, oh, go back three weeks ago. I said Christian Watson was good.
0: Yeah, I, I'm not that smart, out there,
1: Peter's strategy is he says everyone's good. He says everyone has potential. And then right when they hit, if they hit, Peter says, oh, I said that way back when. Go look at the tape. And we also don't look at the tape of the 99 players that Peter has missed on. And uh, I just I've had enough of it. So Super producer.
2: Be the voice of reason between two sides here. I feel like, and we have talked about Christian Watson a ton over the past handful of uh, episodes here. I almost said a handful of games feels like a game, how he did these, uh, these discussions are, but I don't know. I Watson is worth a first for sure. I understand what you're saying. Okay. The 10 points. That's what Mason was saying per game, maybe a touchdown, but I don't know. I think it's an unfair thing to say for PJ's side, because he is saying the truth when the senior bowl happened and he watched it and said, all right, Christian Watson's my guy. PJ was, was in on that. Like, I I feel like the one thing that's a a misconception in like the fantasy football space in general. And dude, we all have had probably hundreds of different takes on hundreds of different players. So like, that's where it's like, okay. I mean, I'm not going to have one take and just be like, okay, this is my one take for the whole season kind of thing. Like, you got to have some reference points. You're obviously going to miss on ones, but. And Max is, is trying
1: to tear down my makes. This is crazy that you just said that. I can't believe you just said that, Peter. I think you have great mm-hmm. takes. And I think that's what makes you a tre- tremendous fantasy football player Pete. I mean, you making the playoffs in two leagues is it's terrific, man. I mean, it's, it, I really give you props for it. And it's going to be great to see you get bounced in the second round of both. So I I, I think it's great that you get a worst pick in 12 enter. And I also think it's great that, uh, you won't get any money in Mason sleepers. So cheers, Pete.
0: All right. We have a spicy show for you today. It's going to get very contentious between Max and I. Super producer is going to be more the voice of reason here. Wanted to give a quick shout out to our Twitter page at Dynasty Monarchy, D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y-M-O-N-A-R-C-H-Y over there on Twitter at Dynasty Monarchy. We're really excited to present the podcast for you today. Uh, and we're going to get right into reports right now. All right, here we go into reports. First and foremost, this one is a big blow to my redraft team. Justin Herbert out for the season with a broken finger. Gentlemen, Easton Stick to step in. Obviously, we don't care about Easton Stick. I really don't even care about him in super flex leagues. You cannot play this guy until he proves it. What I want to talk about here is Keenan Allen. I think he's going to get the ball shoved to him. There's a lot of people scared. I'm still 100% in the start window with him.
1: You know, Pete, I think it is an interesting topic of debate, and I'm putting our bias aside right now because I'm just a little heated, but I've cooled down, you know. I I have. You're not Patrick Mahomes anymore?
0: I'm not Patrick
1: Mahomes, Pete. I I, I think that there's a lot to talk about, and there's a good episode ahead of us, so I'm not going to get too upset. Um, Keenan Allen, I play in a standard league. I'm sitting him this week. I'm sitting him this week. I think the only way that he can score is a touchdown, that he'll score decent points. I just don't see – I get that offense and Austin Eckler and everything like that, but I'm not going to play a guy on Thursday night in the playoffs who could go out, lay a stinker, and then I get screwed over. Like, I would rather start Jordan Addison. I'd rather start James – I Curry. can't
0: start Jordan Addison.
1: I would. I would rather – I mean, I guess Jordan Addison has freaking Nick Mullenstone in the ball. I don't know. It's tough, and it comes down to it. I know we're going to say it. Start your studs, but I'm scared.
0: Uh, listen – There's a right to be scared, Max. And I think any owner should be scared. But at the end of the day, you have to be brave. And I'm not trying to inflate how hard it is to put him in your starting lineup, you know, putting saying it takes bravery. But you have to just uh, I think a good word is like you just got to nut up and say Keenan Allen's going to get the targets. Whether or not he gets the catches, let it let it fall where it may.
2: That was the first thing as I was typing this news in that I didn't really think about. Right. I'm just thinking about, oh, Herbert. He's gonna be tanking so many fantasy teams that have him as quarterback, but Keenan Allen is is really the news here. I think he's gonna be fine though. I, I really don't see a world where I mean he's been so elite this season, and his yards per target is eight point three, his yards per catch is eleven point five. That's Keenan Allen's game, right? I mean he's a slot machine. He's in there. He catches all like every target. I we're never really banking on Keenan Allen to get those 80-yard touchdowns, those big plays, right? It is concerning, like, okay, can the Chargers move the ball enough to where he can have the touchdown upside? I think he can still PPR his way to 10 points, 11 points for the rest of the season. It's not going to be that league-winning upside that you've had all season long, but I don't think that you can really take him out of your lineup unless you've got, like, a really solid, you know, secondary option in there.
0: Moving forward, super flex leagues. There are so many weapons there and they have not quit. I'm fine picking up Nick Mullins. I'm not fine picking a beast and stick. Uh, What do you guys think about super flex leagues and potentially picking up Nick Mullins or picking up Josh Dobbs if he gets the chance to, to get the starting job back? Somebody might drop Dobbs in your super flex leagues for the playoffs.
1: I mean, if Josh Dobbs is dropped, I think he gets a chance elsewhere. I think he's had a couple of tough defenses and a couple of tough goes without Jefferson and everything. So I would definitely pick up Dobbs. I don't think I'm comfortable starting um, either those quarterbacks, Stick or um, Nick Mullins in my fantasy football playoffs. So I'd rather start a wide receiver. I'd rather start a running back. Um, I'd rather start tight end.
2: In super flex playoffs, it is hard because I feel like a lot of the time you will have like better depth pieces on your bench, whether that's like skill players or whatever. So I would definitely play the matchups there. But if it's like a crapshoot, like bad matchups don't really have good options, I would play Nick Mullins. Um, As far as like the Dobbs thing goes, I still feel like he's going to get an opportunity. I mean... I don't know. I feel like this is more news for Jefferson because there's reports that he's he could play for sure um, this next week. I mean, how much confidence do you have in Jefferson? I mean, you obviously got to start him. I feel like Addison is such a fade for me, If especially if Jefferson plays. I, I really don't see how he can get any type of volume. But I guess I would be fine starting Mullins and. Pick up Dobbs. If, if he's on waivers, I don't even know. It's so gross, man. The, the amount of quarterbacks injured this year is just brutal. Obviously, Josh Dobbs wasn't injured, but still, Kirk Cousins. I, I was uh, bored at work today,
0: so for my, like, five-minute break that I try to give myself every afternoon, 10-minute break, I did every team and every starting quarterback, and I think there are 11 teams that lost their quarterback or made a quarterback change from their starter it's insane. And this is for permanent permanent changes. It's it's absurd. Almost uh, a third of the league. Yeah, more than a third of the league. All right, last talking point. We did see, and this is related to the Thursday night game coming up, Josh Jacobs, hobble off. A lot of you have gotten to your fantasy playoffs. Jacobs, probably your RB1 or your RB2. Very interesting about the amount of fab and money, Zamir White and the other running backs in the system are going to get. What is your opinion on the running game, especially coming off of a game where they scored zero points short week Thursday night against a rising chargers defense?
1: I mean, if Josh Jacobs doesn't go, I don't think I start Zamir White. I don't think I start Amir Abdullah. I don't think I start any of them, honestly. Like I said, I just can't afford a dud from th- on Thursday night.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, Max, on this. I. There's no way I'm going to start either one of those guys. Zamir White, Abdullah. I mean, hopefully Jacobs goes, but like, I mean, this offense is going to be Aiden O'Connor. This might be worse than the New England Patriots Bengals game, (laughs) to be fair. So I'm just going to stay away uh, from these running back options. But I don't know, man. Hopefully Jacobs does play. Yeah, I hope he plays too, but.
0: That's a as they say, that's like a movie play. If anybody knows about that. Uh during the game, you don't watch. You just go watch a movie. And then when you're done done with the movie, you walk out and see what what kind of points you put up. It's too much of a sweat to watch in person, especially off of an injury like that. Uh Thursday night quick turnaround, just just too much stress. All right. That's gonna be all for reports. Let's get into our weekend recap. All right, Mr. Max, you're firing on all cylinders today. Need you to bring some energy for the weekend recap. Who is your player you want to discuss?
1: Yeah, honestly, I didn't I don't feel like we talked about this player enough. And this was a guy that I was gonna compare Christian Watson to, but I, I chose not to because I think this guy is better than Christian Watson. Um, uh, but Cortland Sutton. Yes, guy, very nice. He has four of the Amazon, whatever percentage probability catches um of under 30 percent this season i saw that on the espn bottom line um but Cortland sutton man he's having what he's wide receiver 20 right now in full point he's had really a solid like in full point ppr his last couple of games 14 19 11 17 16 10 15, floor. 15. he's as stable as it gets and it's like yes there's a lot of touchdowns here which i don't really love um, but it's, it's
0: a part of his trend it, it's 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 a part of who he is. It's not, it's not a part of who he is not.
1: I guess. And I mean, with how the Broncos are playing right now and that they're in the playoff race and that they have a very favorable schedule coming up down the line. He's one of those guys where like, I feel like this off everyone wrote him off. Everyone was on Judy. Um, I think it's the narrative's kind of changed now. I think he's better than Judy. I get, he just turned 28 years old, uh, but he's still a very good player. And this is, uh, shaping out to be one of his best years in the NFL when he's healthy. Yeah, that's crazy,
2: man. I, I really didn't know that he had 10 touchdowns. Just looking at his his game log on Sleeper is kind of crazy, just seeing all those touchdowns. But, you know, and good for him because, honestly, Sutton has been a guy that I've actively tried to fade over the past, like, four seasons because he really has shown, I, I don't know, I've thought that he's a bad football player this year. He looks good, man. you know, I can't take that away from him, him there, he's under contract until, uh, through the 2025, 2026 season is he's probably worth a second, you know, in super flex or something like that. I mean, I could maybe talk myself into two second round picks. I feel like for one quarterback talking dynasty value here, the 10 touchdown upside, he hadn't shown it really, you know, through his career, but Hopefully that's a trend that goes up. Russ obviously trusts him in the red zone, and he's made some crazy, highly real plays, like you said, Max.
1: Yeah, and I, I think Judy's gone after the season. Um, where? That's to be determined, obviously. But Corlin Sutton, Sean Payton offense another year with Russ playing a good ball. Rockies are on the up and up, man. All right, let's move into mine,
0: and then we'll get to super producers. This is a guy I want to talk about for fantasy playoffs. And, Max, you said that I used the podcast to push an agenda. That is not true. I have a guy, started him last week. We talked about him last week. Ezekiel Elliott. What a fantasy finish. RB1 on the week, I believe. Is he a plug-and-play as long as Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson is out, or is he
2: going to burn you in the fantasy playoffs? I'm definitely fine starting him if Ramondre is out kind of like for a handful of weeks here because the matchups are pretty cake other than Kansas City. I mean, he plays Denver and then plays... Uh, buffalo so it doesn't even matter what he looks like as a player they're gonna feed him the rock after like this past game especially for mandre's out and all you can chase in running back is uh volume there so i think that you know he could have sneaky like top 15 for sure the next couple of weeks here
1: agree i mean his matchup in week 16 is very very juicy there um versus Denver it's at Denver which doesn't help my calls versus the Broncos um but I think that I mean he like to me it's not his rushing that got me like it's not his brushing's been terrible actually all season to me it's the receiving work um that he got and even if you take away the touchdown he still had 20 points um which is still really solid so I mean if he's gonna get seven catches for 70 yards again then yeah you're gonna start him but if he gets Four for four. Like if he has a game like he did versus the in week 13, then it's more up for grabs. I think that's the more median ground of like 10, 13 points. But I think as long as Ramondre is out, you have to start him. And uh, I never thought we'd be saying that about a 28 year old Ezekiel Elliott on the Patriots.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I think he's just really interesting moving forward. You know, he's going to get the receiving work. But you don't want to be on the side when the rug gets pulled out from under you and they just start, the defenses start covering the screens and stacking the box. And then he puts up a three point performance in the fantasy playoffs. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens this week. Thank God I don't have to make that decision. Having the buy, I get to see and evaluate if it is going to happen again. But if I'm out there, I think you have to play him and live with the consequences if it doesn't go right. All right, super producer, let's hear your weekend recap player.
2: Yeah, so mine is a guy that we really haven't talked about. Um, I mean, he's really only played the past two weeks, so we really haven't had a chance. But Chase Brown, he had 18 points and half PPR. He's just shown big-time bursts since he got activated uh, from the injured reserve this season. I think it really is interesting in a dynasty context to talk about him since we haven't so far in the podcast. But, I mean, Mixon is a free agent after this next season. So the 2024, 2025 season with a potential contract out uh, this off season, I doubt that they let Mixon go just because he's been, I mean, he's been the workhorse for them, obviously this season and for the past few. And he's been good. I mean, he's been, has a nose for the end zone and everything, but is this a guy in dynasty that you're targeting, you know, for super cheap as a throw in or something, just hoping that maybe, you know, Somehow they let Mixon walk. Somehow they're trying to pay T. Higgins, and then they need to clear that Mixon money, and then they they just go with Chase Brown, and then you're looking at you know easy return on an investment there. I mean, that's kind of where my mind goes
1: to it. I would love to hear your guys' thoughts. I don't watch many, um, what are they called, the Bengals games, and especially with Jake Browning, I've kind of written them off, but one, Browning's looked great. Two, Chase Brown has looked really explosive, and when you look at, like, his age, he's only 23 years old. Obviously, he's a rookie. But his receiving work, like, I don't know. I feel like it obviously was big on that one touchdown that he had for, like, 60 yards. That's where most of his fancy points came from. And his schedule down the line is not that great. But I think he's one of those guys in the offseason that I'm going to try and go trade, like, a couple thirds for and see if I can get him, like Nick C said.
0: Yeah, I think he's interesting. He's definitely a throw-in piece for some of your bigger trades that, instead of a third-round pick, I'd rather him uh and maybe even instead of like a second you get him in a third just that kind of like difference in value i wouldn't be going directly for him this offseason or trying to hunt him down but i think he's definitely interesting we're going to monitor him this upcoming week because if he pops off again we might be having like a james connor james robinson that kind of late round rb maybe even like tyler algier to it to a little bit of a degree this later no, no capital running back that actually makes a fantasy impact Probably not for a long time, but enough to make an impact on your team, definitely. All right, that's going to wrap up our weekend recap. We're going to get into Crystal Ball right now. All right, Max, you're shot out of a cannon still. Let's get your boom and bust for week 15. Get it right. The listeners owe you because this is playoff week. Get it wrong. They just might march to Cleveland and try to uh, take you out of your apartment.
1: Let's uh let's go over the ones from last week still. Super producer.
2: Uh week 14 crystal ball picks. PJ Gardner Minshew was your boom. Ended with 14.4 points. There we go. Nico Collins was the bust. I mean, great pick here. Obviously, sucks to see him go out with the injury early, but Stroud really didn't have any success. Overall, so even the any Texans wide receiver, it's just good advice. CD Lamb max was your boom, 16.6 points. And Kyron Williams was your bust with 12.8. My boom was Austin Eckler. Hit with 18.5. And then I missed with Pollard at 13.3. So we only missed two picks last week. Actually a solid week. And I think we're trending up to win some people some week one matchups here.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's pretty solid, Peter. I, I do give your props there on the Texans wide receiver one. And I think that was a great call. And I honestly, I didn't, especially with how Stroud is playing, I didn't see that going that way, but you were, you were on. No, that, just so.
0: had to, especially with the rain, just the way the Jets are, no tank Dell to, to distract. Just, just no receivers, none of them.
1: I, I have two ones that I feel really good about. Uh, I'm going to start with my bust. I'm going to go backwards here, and then I'll do my boom. My bust, uh, people might be fooled by this guy's uh, previous uh, couple games here. He's had eight targets, six targets the past two games. Um, Kyle Pitts had over 50 yards in both games. He found the end zone last week. I don't know, man. I don't think he does it again, and he plays against Carolina. I think this game is just going to be disgusting. The tight end position right now is disgusting, but I think that you have to sit Kyle Pitts. I think there's probably better options on waivers. Oh, you're going you to say who, Max? I, I think Darren Waller's planning on coming back this week. I think you could probably even – I'd rather start Dawson Knox. I mean, I'd rather start a lot of guys this week rather than Kyle Pitts. I'd probably rather start Hunter Henry, uh, who had two touchdowns last week. I get he only had three catches, but I don't know, man. It's just you can't trust Kyle Pitts this year unless – they looked great last year. I don't know. Maybe Arthur Smith flipped a switch or whatever last week. I mean, Drake London did well. Kyle Pitts tore a touchdown. Vison did well. Maybe he finally learned, but I'd rather start Tannehill Hudson. I'd rather start Tucker Craft. I'd rather start Dawson Knox. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm with it, man. I mean, you can't bank on Arthur Smith to call plays correctly, you know, two weeks in a row, especially you can't expect Desmond Ritter to really do much of anything, sadly. So I'm with this Max Pitts as much as I hate to say it, he's buns this year.
1: Yeah. And I mean, my, I've, I've been burned by him and maybe I'm just salty, but I I do think one day down the line, he will be good. Maybe that's next year. Maybe that's two years. I don't know what it'll be, but uh, I, I keep holding. You can't sell him now at the bottom. My boom. I I don't think I've ever felt more confident about, about a player going into uh, just the playoffs in general, just these matchups that he has is, I mean, I think this guy finishes a top 10 wide receiver this year. He's number wide receiver 15 right now. And Peter might say this is me pushing my agenda. Um, I, have no I would never
0: to. accuse you of that, Max.
1: Well, Peter, I have no reason to, because I, I don't really plan on trading this player, but just the stats back it up. And that's Devonta Smith. His past four games, eight targets, eight targets, 11 targets, 10 targets. I mean, the guy's averaging nine targets a game in an offense that, had a terrible week last week versus Dallas. I think they come back hot Monday night in Seattle. You know me. I love my Monday nights. Uh, Seattle has the third worst secondary against the past this year. Um, The only thing that I do think that could help not – go in my favor here is the rain if it does rain in Seattle but Smitty's been great man Devonta Smith has been ever since Peter started talking trash on him and said he was worth one and a half first like Smitty I think yeah
0: one and a half first is trash talking trash but you know go go hey, off, to, yeah.
1: to a guy that's won the Heisman and it's only 25 years just turned 25 and top 10 wide receiver yeah it's pretty trash but um I don't know I, I think Smitty listens and AJ Brown him both i think you're gonna start aj brown a lot of people like do i start devonta smith after his week last week only had 7.8 he's getting the targets i think he finds the end zone in these juicy matchups coming up you got seattle new york arizona new york i think all those weeks he probably scores and i think he finishes top 10 this year
2: yeah this is fire max i didn't realize philly's uh schedule for wide receivers was that cake down the stretch i mean they're you got to start Smith every week going into the playoffs, obviously. And like you said, I mean, he's just been getting fed the ball and A.J. Brown's been getting his feed too, which is kind of surprising because normally it's one or the other. Um, but, you know, Jalen's playing at that MVP level. So, I mean, you got to just chase those bad matchups and and just destroy your opponents for your fantasy.
1: See, see, everyone thinks that, like, oh, only one of them can succeed. Only one of them can do well in the offense. Like, even last year, A.J. Brown had a career year and put up insane numbers and it's just a machine and smitty still finished top 10 and had i mean to end this season he didn't have any from weeks 10 through 18 he didn't have anything less than eight targets last year and it's looking like he's going to do the same this year So maybe he's just a second half player i don't know but either way fire him up i think a lot of people he's probably been on the bench after his first start of the season um and then probably off of that dallas spot that could be a little hesitant throw him in there with confidence
0: with confidence says max I'm with you. Smitty's really good. He's worth two firsts now. He's uh,
1: two and a half, three. He,
0: yeah. That's your boy. That's your agenda. You're allowed to push it.
1: No, 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 no. I just think the, the two top ten finishes in a row and winning a Heisman would get you two and a half, but maybe not. You know what?
0: Maybe I'm just being a hater, Max. Maybe I'm the one that's wrong. Maybe okay. sometimes you got to look inward. Maybe it's me. Super producer, you're up next. Who are your boom and bust?
2: All right. So these two, I do feel confident in as well. I know you guys will probably have some pushback on my bust pick, but Derrick Henry versus Houston is my boom pick, though. He feasts on Houston like Max broke down a few weeks ago on the podcast. I mean, his numbers versus Houston are absurd. I mean, just go take a look, re-listen to that episode if you need a refresher. Houston is middle of the road defense versus running backs. As far as points per game goes, you know, Houston, Stroud is banged up. Wide receivers are banged up there. The way this game looks to me is that it's going to be a King Henry game script where he's just going to get like 20 plus touches. He could fall into the end zone twice, probably like 100 plus. I think he's going to have a nuke game uh, versus Houston here. And I'm definitely going to bet two touchdowns. Can't lie
1: and nixie this is a free pick i'm glad you as juicy on. as it gets i mean if you're if you're not starting king henry the one there's a problem with you too I, did you guys realize uh that he's the running back four right now in half point ppr on the season yet again um and it's, it's the been,
0: quietest top five finish anybody's ever had ever
1: he, yeah he has these big weeks but he's really been consistent these past three weeks and it just, it's weird and it's concerning. Like, I think this is a player we could talk about a lot this offseason, like right when it opens up because he's a screaming sell, considering he plays. He's been
0: a screaming sell for three years, Max. He's playing. He's been worth 50. a second-round pick for three years. Anybody that's bought him for a second-round pick has been reaping RB1 benefits for the
1: past four years. I know, but it's concerning. And if you look at the numbers, he's played less than 50% snaps in both of these past two weeks. He's yeah. had two touchdowns in three straight weeks. Um, yeah.
2: I don't I'm know with if he's
1: you. Been, he's been getting think, fed the rock. I think it's a great pick this week, Nick C, and especially like Smitty's matchups in the playoff. He's got just as good. I mean, I see four green matchups, and I think uh, with how the Titans are playing and what they did versus Miami, they know it works.
0: This is definitely Henry's uh, – if it's not this year, it's next year for his last ride. It, it can't be two years from now at like the age of what would it be, like 31? Yeah. You yeah, have to no.
1: sell for any second. Any January.
0: second That's, moving yeah. forward. And if you're a competitor, you have to buy for any second. And that's just the the crazy nature that he is. If he goes on the market and you're trying to compete next year, you pay the second round pick.
2: Flip it around, Super Producer, who's your bust? My bust pick is going to be DJ Moore versus Cleveland. Don't look now, Cleveland's still the second lowest points per game matchup versus wide receivers this season. And that is because Denzel Ward, you know, I mean, he has missed a few games, but I think that's why they're not number one anymore. Obviously, the Jets are super good. Obviously, I mean, shut down corners across the board. But Denzel Ward missing, you know, has kind of hurt this defense um, the past couple weeks here. But the weird thing to me, like Denzel Ward was inactive this past week. He did practice three straight uh, days last week and wasn't inactive. So I, th- I really think that he's going to come back for this game. Cleveland really needs these wins down the stretch. So. I think they're gonna need Ward back there. And if Denzel Ward is playing, I think it's just gonna spell nightmare for DJ Moore, any of the Chicago pass catchers really, because when Ward's on the field, this defense kind of transforms and they're just kind of locked down. So I'm a hundred percent fading DJ Moore. If I have any other option, I mean I'm not not any other option, but if Denzel Ward plays, I'm trying to get DJ Moore out of my lineup, even though he's been so good this year. If Ward ends up Missing the game, I'm fine playing DJ Moore. I still think he's going to have kind of a hard week, but he's I just gonna know, be touchdown th- dependent, right? But I th- I think he could get there if Ward is not playing. But that's the one to monitor for me kind of as the weeks uh kind
1: of move forward into these games, yeah. And it's 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 weird with these wide receivers like you look at DJ Moore and you look at what he did at the last half of last year 15 17 20. Uh, what he's done right now 19 17 23. And this is a half point PPR, he's really picked it up. He's looked great, but this matchup sucks. I checked the weather here in Cleveland, Ohio. It's going to be fair. It's not going to rain. It's not going to be windy, really. So I don't think the weather will play a factor. But the Browns do play well against running quarterbacks, um, a.k.a. Lamar Jackson. They they make them throw the football. And when you look at it, like, yes, DJ Moore had a good week last week. He had 23 fantasy points, but a lot of it came – Seven points came on an end around touchdown, and I get that's part of the game. Then Another one came on a full – they jumped offside, so they had a free play, and Justin Fields lotted up for a 50-yard touchdown. So a lot of it came on two plays, which you can't bank on that, especially versus the Browns and with how they've all been playing. Their secondary is locked down, and I think uh, Jim Schwartz knows that uh, the only way that they can win is if D.J. Moore gets the ball, which just not going to
0: yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I like starting him if you don't have a solid option that is like a really green matchup. But if you if you do have that, I would pivot. But if you don't, you gotta start your studs and just cross your fingers for a touchdown.
1: All I'd right, start him over Peter's boom.
0: You would. Yes, sir. I think my boom's actually gonna have a good game if he plays. We'll move into that right now. And the talk of contention at the beginning of the episode i think christian watson and and it said here before max went on his tangent if he does not play any wide receiver one for the green bay packers whether that's jaden reed or romeo dobbs whoever you'd like it to be is going to have a good game uh i love the matchup absolutely love the matchup green bay dropped a gimme an absolute gimme of a game to the giants they need to make up ground tampa bay needs to win to to stay in first place in that division. Matchup for Christian Watson and or whoever is the wide receiver one is 28th against wide receivers. You love to see that. Jordan Love needs a bounce back game. There's a lot of decisions that are going to be made at the end of the offseason. I think Jordan Love wants to make it as easy as possible for Ryan Gutekuse. I believe that's the GM's name there. It's going to be a very interesting game. Going to be an old-fashioned NFC South shootout. I think Mike Evans goes for like 80 yards on just a, a clear like I can just see that, and it being like a forty to forty-five game. Love it. all the receivers in this game, both sides of the ball.
1: I, I like the logic there, Pete. I, I like that Jordan Love needs to have a bounce-back game. I think he has to. I, I think this propaganda that you're pushing here is not not more uh, Christian Watson. I think it's more Jordan Love propaganda on the on the sly, um, which is okay, Pete. Like I totally understand you're pushing that. You have him in flex. You want to sell him, but. I think that the matchup is very good. Jordan Love does need to have a bounce back game. And if Christian Watson plays and finds the end zone, then he will probably boom. So Pete, I like it.
2: Yeah. I really like this one too, honestly. And he was a guy that when I was looking through the matchups and everything, that one popped off the page to me. I'm like, dang dude. I mean, cause Tampa Bay has given up some monster weeks to wide receivers this year. And, you know, like we were kind of saying at the, Beginning of the episode, not Peter, but Mason, when he jumped in, you know, if you have Christian Watson, you could plug him in as like a wide receiver three, like that flex option. That's where I'm doing it. If you got bad matchups, I understand putting them at a wide receiver, two and just trying to win the week outright, you know, because the this matchup is great. PJ, I'm with the logic here, and I do like the play.
0: On a sadder note, my bust is another one of my boys. Trey McBride against San Francisco matchup is number four against tight ends. Not what you love to see, Uh, especially in a fantasy playoffs, a guy who's carried some teams for sure off the waiver wire after that Ertz injury. I just look at it like this. I can't see the Cardinals scoring more than 14 points in this game on offense. Odds are Trey McBride is not going to be scoring that touchdown. Therefore, he's probably not going to have a great fantasy week. I can see him of a stat line of like four receptions for 35 yards. Uh, The linebacker crew for San Francisco Francisco is not only hard hitting, but they are fast, really good at covering tight ends. Just a rough matchup for Trey. His only hope is that they find a way into the end zone with him uh, to save his week. That's his only
1: hope. Yeah, and I feel like when we pick these booms, these busts like, Yes, we're relying on touchdowns, but there's also a world of probability where, like, a player goes for 100 yards and eight catches and has a boom week, you know, and I think we see that. Um, And if they get a touchdown, then that's even cherry on top. But, Pete, I like this logic, especially them coming off a of bye week and with how the Niners are playing. I don't see it going well for him, and I just don't.
2: Yeah, I'm with it. I do have a question to pose, though, and it's with both of your players that you picked to kind of bust this week. I do have this uh, decision to make in a first round of a playoff. I need some upside. I have Trey McBride and I have Kyle Pitts as my tight ends. Where do I go here? Who does
1: Pitts play again? Carolina. Carolina. It's
2: like
0: I think you go with the better
1: quarterback. Yeah, I think I think you go with Trey McBride and Kyler Murray this week. Um, I don't trust Arthur Smith. I, tr- I kind of trust Gannon, but
0: I just look at touchdown upside and at the end of the day, Kyle Pitts has played for how many years now? Three. He's played for three years and he has, I think, like four touchdowns. Trey McBride has played essentially a season and a half based on the snaps that he's gotten. and Like two. Yeah, like basically two in just the touchdowns are around the same, I think. So, yeah, I think the touchdown upside is just easier. And that's what you're chasing at the tight end position. Unless you have Kelsey who hasn't been himself or you have Laporta or any elite level tight end that's playing well. uh, What you're looking for is touchdowns. And I think McBride has a better upside of touchdown. Even versus a better defense. All right. That's going to bring us to the end of the show. Good luck in your first round of the playoffs. Max, sorry, you're not in the playoffs. Maybe next year.
1: Don't be sorry, Pete. It's 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 uh, it's it's quite okay because I'm gonna have the same amount of joy watching you lose in the playoffs as I would winning. So
0: this is uh, this was like when I was you know little watching the Patriots win all the time. Watching them lose in the playoffs was just as good as winning the Super Bowl. So Max, I know if I'm starting to struggle a little bit, I, I just know I'm gonna feel my ears burning. You're gonna be talking that shit behind my back. You're hey, going to be Pete, dropping players and letting other teams pick them up just so they can beat me like you've done in previous years.
1: we never do that. Um, one. Two, never compare yourself to the Patriots. You have zero championships in all the years I've played with you, Pete. I hope it changes. I think we've been playing together in fantasy football for six years now. No, no, no. no. This is our fifth year. Five years. Wow, you're Five right. Five years, multiple leagues. Time no flies when you're having fun. No championships so far, Pete. So please do not consider yourself the Patriots. I might consider you maybe like the San Diego Chargers. Uh, you make it there, you never can win. Or maybe the Vikings, you make it there, you can never win. So,
0: All right, that's going to bring us to the end. Again, good luck in your matchups this week. Max got the better of me at that argument right at the end. Can't even argue about it. I got the better of him at the beginning. We'll call it a tie. See you next week for a Week 15 breakdown, some Week 16 crystal ball. I can smell the rookie draft. It's fast approaching. Get ready. Follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Monarchy over there on Twitter. D-Y-N-A-S-T-Y-M-O-N-A-R-C-H-Y. We'll see you next episode. Thank you for listening to the Dynasty Monarchy podcast. Fancy some fantasy advice? Tweet or DM at Dynasty Monarchy on Twitter. Until next time. Farewell, my fellow kings and queens!